Coastal Carolina's new head football coach, Tim Beck, and a few exciting finishes in Sunbelt hoops. It's Locked on Sunbelt. You are Locked on Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt. I am your host, Dave Schultz. Tonight's episode of Locked On Sunbelt is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you cover this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, Bet Online, where the game starts. We did have a few fantastic finishes in uh, Sunbelt basketball on Thursday. We'll get to those in the third segment. But I did have a chance to sit down and talk with new Coastal Carolina head football coach Tim Beck. How he got there, he's had some big-time jobs beforehand, although never a head coaching position uh, in college. And, of course, his first big recruit was getting his quarterback back, Grayson McCall. Uh, We have part one and part two of uh, our conversation with uh, Tim Beck, and then we'll get to Sunbelt basketball when we're done with that. Hope you enjoy it. Here is head coach of Coastal Carolina, Tim Beck. Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Honor and a privilege to have the new head coach of Coastal Carolina, Tim Beck, with us. Uh, coach, congratulations on the new gig, and how did it come about? Well, thank you very much. You know, it's uh, um, you know, it just was one of those things that back in 2017, my daughter came down here to play volleyball, and uh, I kind of fell in love with the place then. Right, I saw this unbelievable gold mine with great people, great community, great fan support in an awesome location. And I thought, man, one day I hope to be and pray to be a, the head football coach there and, and God willing. And, and he just allowed me the, the blessings to be able to come do that. Well, it kind of feels like, you know, Joe Moglia had, had a lot to do with this. Uh, this is your first time as a head coach on college. You do have uh, previous uh, head coaching experience in high school. They kind of following in the footsteps of, of Joe Moglia a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I've known Joe for a while. Uh, obviously, we worked together when he was um, getting back into in the football at Nebraska when I was at the University of Nebraska. Wow. So, um, yeah, there was certainly a connection there um, in terms of having an individual and, and, a, and a great friend, person, mentor uh, involved in the program, involved in the athletics here. Um, but certainly you have President Benson, you have um, Matt Hogue is the, you know, athletic director, great people. And just, you know, we kind of all hit it off and, and formed a great bond. And, and, you know, again, it just kind of worked out. You have worked at some big time places over the last handful of years. You mentioned Nebraska, but you were the offensive coordinator there, co-offensive coordinator at Ohio state, offensive coordinator at Texas and offensive coordinator at NC state. My condolences on the Syracuse game. Not really, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tell us about what you learned at all those different places because those guys are, you know, running different systems. Yeah, you know, it was interesting that uh, it, I've been very blessed in my career working for some great head coaches and athletic directors, right, all the way back to when I GA with Bill Snyder. You know, I got a chance to really learn a lot. And, you know, Bo Pliny and being around Tom Osborne and Tom Herman and Urban Meyer and Dave Doran and, Boo Kerrigan and, and, and Gene, Day, you know, Gene Davis and, and just different people that 
that Gene Smith, I'm sorry, at, at Ohio State, just different people that I've been able to watch and learn how to lead, watch and learn uh, to pick up things, good things, bad things along the way to just apply to kind of, you know, my style and, and what I think is important and how to treat people and, and, you know, how to win. You know, I, I think that's one of the things that um, my staff and I um, are here. We're here to be servant leaders to our players, but this is proven. Now this is, this isn't theory. This isn't way hey, what's supposed to happen. This is what's going to happen. It's been testimony. It's been proven over time and uh, been very successful at all the programs and have won no matter where we've been. We're talking with uh, Tim Beck, new head coach of Coastal Carolina, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, remind us of the timeline because there's a lot going on uh, right at the end of the season, whether you got a bowl game or there's early signing period, you got to recruit your own players, you're recruiting new players. So um, Jamie Chadwell takes a job at Liberty. How quickly were you hired? And then when did Grayson McCall go into the portal? And how much did you talk him into coming back out of the portal? Yeah, so, you know, I think there was a lot of speculation in college football that Coach Chadwell was was being sought after. And there were probably many different. Uh, probably since last year. Yeah, opportunities yeah. for him. So I don't think it came to a shock to the powers to be here that that happened. And I think credit to them, um, did a really good job of knowing that, seeing it, and getting ready for it right? It's kind of like uh, if a hurricane's going to hit and they tell you it's coming and nobody does anything for it, right? And you get, you know, you're not prepared. They were very prepared. Um, we moved very, very quickly in the process um, when, when it all happened. So yeah, I, I got actually was the next day, basically. I think he, I think he, I, I don't know when he officially took the job, but it was Monday. So for me, Monday, I, I don't know if he took the job the Friday or Saturday before. Um, and then I was in here on that Monday. And Grayson, um, he, he stuck around for a while. What, what ended up happening, which is happening a lot in college football now with NIL and whatnot, um, there's a lot of universities poaching players. And, and so they do it. They're, they're trying to do it the, the sneaky way. They're contacting their NIL agent. They're contacting their high school coach. They're contacting their quarterback coach. They're contacting those people and they're saying, hey, find out if he's interested. And so as a player, you're not allowed to talk to a university unless you're in the portal. And so I think Grayson heard of a lot of people coming after him, was intrigued, but was uninformed. So he had to get into the portal to find out a little bit more what was going on. So I think that was kind of the intent behind it and then certainly talking with him with the experience and the success I've had with quarterbacks over, over my career what coach Trickett's had the style of offense being able to to talk to him and and see what he wanted to get better at and it just so happened there was a great marriage there because the things he wanted to get better at we were doing and can provide for him and so I think he thought you know, I don't have to leave to go find this. I have it right here. And so I believe that's that's been the big part and the big reason of staying with some of the things that we can provide for them. Well, I mean, as recruiting goes, that's a pretty good recruit to land uh, when right. you begin your head coaching stint at Coastal Carolina. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? We won't get any uh, recruiting points for that when they rank us because they're not going to rank 
that that right. Gracie McCall or or Sam Pinkney Jr. decided to stay, they, they won't put those in those rankings for us. Yeah, but someone sleeps a little bit better. I bet you <laughs> yeah, that. There's no, there's no doubt. There's yeah. no doubt. All right, so let's talk about the offense because they play a funky RPO with a triple option type of deal. It is really hard uh, to defend. How much are you going to take of the offense that Coastal Carolina has done, and yet you want to incorporate some of the stuff that you do? Yeah, I think there's going to be, you know, we're going to still build what our players can do, right, and what they're good at, how they've recruited. And so we're going to take some elements of what they've done, certainly evaluate it, and continue to um, enhance it and try to make it better. And, and you know, we all see college football, right? You got to score points to win at the end of the day, right? right. Defenses right. nowadays, you know, there's very few seven to 10 games. That just is. And you look at the college football playoffs, for example, I mean, every team that won scored 50 or 40, right? You had to score those kind of points. So you got to score. You got to find ways to score and defensively, you can give up yards. You just got to keep them out of the end zone. All right, let's take a time out. We'll have more of our conversation with head football coach, new head football coach of Coastal Carolina, Tim Beck, right after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all. BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, such as Lockdown Sunbelt, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, more with our conversation with head coach of Coastal Carolina, new head football coach, Tim Beck. Uh, all right, so we're talking to Tim Beck, head coach of Coastal Carolina, new joining to the Sun Belt. All right, so what is your day-to-day? You get the job, right? You, you got to move, so you got to move the family there. At the same time, uh, besides Grayson McCall, you got to get the recruiting going, uh, and you have to evaluate your players at the same time to see who can help us moving forward. How do you how do you spend your day uh, doing that? Yeah, it's been uh, – I don't even know what day it is right now. <laughs> I don't. I mean, literally, I have to ask every day because every day seems the same right now. I get up running and I go to bed when I I fall out, (laughs) basically. Um, Yeah, you're you're trying to be around your players right now. The player we started school on Monday, Mm. so we're already in school. So we're trying to be around the players or going through the offseason program. We're trying to implement all that. We're trying to get to know their names and evaluate them because when I got the job, I was here for like two weeks as they bowl practice, school ended, right? The, the week I got here, it was finals. It was finals week. And then there was some bowl practice. We let them go home for a little bit. Then it was to the bowl game, played the bowl game. They went home. And so I'm right. I'm trying to hire staff, evaluating staff. I get here. I'm trying to learn players right now. I'm trying to continue to hire staff, support staff, 
Um, I'm trying to hire. We're trying to have recruiting weekends. We had recruiting weekends when I was here. We had the old staff and had recruiting weekends mm. with the with the, uh, the the old staff that was here, with me being the head coach. And basically, I was the only guy recruiting, like like for our team for next year. And so I was doing all that. I was on the road a little bit, recruiting, trying to go see some of the guys that had committed to us. They were mid semester guys. Um, you're you're right. Portal, trying to you know talk to guys not going into the portal because I'm a new coach, getting to know me. So I had individual player meetings. I met with about 85 of the 100 guys um, during that time, one-on-one meetings. So it's been, it's you know, again, and, and evaluating and trying to trying to just keep, keep afloat right now is what I'm trying to do. So it's been good, though. I've, I'm really pleased where we're at at this point. I think if my memory serves me right, Coastal Carolina was one of the few teams that actually finished spring ball when COVID hit, they were already done with early practice. Is that something that you're going to do again where it's early or do you decide to go a little bit later? How are you setting it up for the spring? Yeah, we have to go later. We signed uh, six to seven players at the break. And so what we're going to end up doing is hitting the road harder in January, where sometimes you're kind of done with that early signing day. We're not. We still have 13, 14 guys to go get. So it's going to be a grueling time during there. And then February, we're going to get back together as our staffs and start implementing our offense and defense, start teaching it to the players. And then from there, we're going to start spring ball, probably the end of February, go through March and end it at the beginning of April. Well, there you go. All right. So it is actually a little bit earlier than most of us, most of us here in the SEC anyway. And even South Alabama is, uh, you know, feels like it's mid-March uh, into April. Uh, all right. A couple more minutes here with head coach uh, Tim Beck. Uh, of Coastal Carolina, locked on Sunbelt. How do you go about uh, uh, getting a new staff? How does that work out? Is that just connections? Do you put an uh, an app on uh, an ad on LinkedIn? How do, how are we doing that? So I, I did learn one thing. After 500 text messages, you don't get the little blue dot that says "Read me." Like right. like it's unread. After 500, it stops. I did learn that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been uh, uh, you know a lot of it's connections. It's people I know. You know, you're you're an assistant coach for 30 years and, and you're preparing for this and you're planning and you, you got guys that you feel like along the way that you've met that, you know, when I get an opportunity, I'm going to try to get them here. Now it's got to work right by location, by position, by, you know, finances, all those things have to tie together to be able to get your, your, you know, all the guys that you want. But I tell you what, I'm really pleased with the guys we brought in. They're great men. They're great role models and leaders, and they got a wealth of experience. And they won, and they care about kids. So I'm really excited about our staff. Yeah, I had uh, Jared Clark on, the nose tackle. He's coming to the Senior Bowl. Uh, somehow, Coastal Carolina, a few years ago, swiped him from out from under my orange. I don't know why you'd want to go to the college, you know, near the ocean compared to five feet of snow. But, you know, that's Jared Clark. What can you say? That's right. So, I mean, how do you use, you know, you got the facilities. You know, you're in the Sun Belt. Um, Coastal Carolina's got this great reputation. It's had a great few seasons. How can you use something like the ocean to your advantage? And yeah, all of it. Balling at the beach, right? I mean, right. That's one of the that's our motto, right? Definitely do that. And you know, you, you got to have fun. You got to remember it's still a game. You know, we right. we make it bigger and more. Um, you know, we just we just idolize it so much as fans that it's a bunch of kids playing football. You know, and they've been doing it since they're probably five years old, playing Pee Wee, where they're 
pants went down to their ankles and the shoulder pads were too big and the helmets were too big and you know back in the day right and so you got to we got to remind ourselves what this this is still a game it's a game played to represent your university your student body your family your friends and and your football team and your teammates and so that's part of our job is to coach that mentor that um, and go out there and certainly having the location we do, we're able to hit a lot of areas because of that. There's a lot of vacation people that come down to Myrtle Beach and so and they enjoy it and they like it. And so they equate Myrtle Beach with great weather, great food, great people. And so they, they want to be a part of that. And so just think you can go to school here and get it anytime you want. My daughter did. That's why she picked sure. it. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap it up here with Tim Beck, head coach of Coastal Carolina. Let's actually talk about the football because for the last few years, and though it's changed because of uh, some new additions to the Sun Belt, but a lot of the quarterbacks were leaving. You know, as of a few weeks ago, right, Coastal Carolina was looking for a new quarterback. Georgia Southern was looking for a new quarterback. Uh, James Madison looking for a new quarterback. All right. Marshall has their back. He's a young one. Camp Bancher. But I think Georgia Southern got uh, somebody in the transfer portal, but that's a new quarterback. App State, we'll see what they do. You guys got Grayson McCall back, and we'll see what James Madison uh, does as well. But it feels like the um, you're obviously, you know, a little bit back up at top because of what Grayson McCall can do. But it feels like that East may be a little bit more wide open than it had been in the past. Yeah, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to say because I hadn't been here, right? So I, I know that. Every single one of those football teams are quality football teams, well coached and play well. You have to beat them. They're not going to give you the game. And and uh, that's the exciting part that every day you get a chance to go out there. And every Saturday, you got to play well to win. But at the end of the day, if and when you do that, you know you're you're the king. And so you have a great opportunity at that point to uh, go on to the conference championship. And who knows from there, right? With the college football playoffs the way they're developing the way they're going um you know why not coastal why can't we be that team that that makes it in there so you know we're, we're shooting high and aiming high and we're working hard right now so we'll we'll see where it ends up well that's for sure i mean if troy doesn't lose on a hail mary to app state and it's a 12 team playoff right they may have been in there uh and obviously the sun belt's a lot of fun they had those uh three teams marshall uh, App and Georgia Southern all beating Power Five teams on the same one, same day. And then I don't know if you've seen it; you've probably been too busy. But that Georgia Southern App State game is going to go down in history. That double overtime game uh, in uh, in Statesboro as as an all time classic. And you got these young and up and coming coaches. These guys, these guys are making it difficult for you. Coach John Summerall won a conference championship in his first year. Charles Huff going to a bowl game in his first year. These guys are making it tough. Yeah, no doubt. And John's a great coach. And, and I, we played against him when he was at Kentucky and I was at NC State. They do a great job defensively. And he, he did exactly what he felt like he needed to do to win. Play good defense, control the ball, don't turn it over. And and that that's the big key in this conference, right? You got score point, you know, score points to win. You got to protect the football. Tim Beck, head coach, Coastal Carolina, locked on Sun Belt. Really appreciate your time. Congratulations on becoming a head coach, and we will see you down the road. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. Special thanks to a uh, new head football coach with Coastal Carolina, Tim Beck, for having a sit-down chat with us. We sincerely appreciate it. I think that East uh, is a little less wide open than it was, you know, a few weeks ago. But we shall see on how 
what Tim Beck wants to do offensively versus what they've done before and what Grayson McCall can do. Again, that's an odd you know, RPO with a, a little uh, triple option in there as well. I do want to tell you about a delicious treat. You know by now, it doesn't have any fat in the calories. You got to try Bilt Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got the thing for you. You got to try Bilt. With Bilt, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Bilt Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like candy while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Bilt Bars at Bilt.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream. Mmm, cookies and cream. Double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. I will go to Sam's out of the protein shake, so I'll pick up Bilt Bars, and I will report back. Okay, uh, again, special thanks to Tim Backhead, football coach of Coastal Carolina, uh, for sitting down uh, with a chat. All right, let's talk about a few of uh, the basketball games. We won't go over all of them, but you had some really good ones. The, the main event of the night did not live up to the billing. Uh, it was Marshall and Southern Miss, and Marshall with a route, by the way, Marshall takes down Southern Miss 89-67. They pulled away. And they led 37-29 to 29 at half, uh, and they outscored them uh, 52-38 in the second half. So Marshall and Southern Miss on ESPN2 on Thursday night. Uh, it ends up being a thundering herd blowout. And now they're hosting Old Dominion. Marshall hosting Old Dominion on Saturday, and that game is sold out. Uh, and so Marshall all of a sudden looks to be a little bit hot. Uh, we did have four ball games that all came down to the last possession. Georgia Southern beats App State 67-65. Uh, Jalen Finch had a layup at the buzzer, giving uh, the Eagles the victory uh, over App State. You had Troy, well, not Troy, you had Coastal Carolina. Uh, Linton Brown actually was fouled trying to take a three with seven seconds left to go. I'm going to have to look for a replay to see if he was. Uh, but it was 66-64, Old Dominion at home. They've only lost one game up until tonight, and then they go down to Coastal Carolina as Linton hits all three free throws for a Chanticleer 67-66 uh, victory. Texas State, uh, another Texas State close ball game. That's the way they play, 61-58. They play fantastic defense, uh, and then, you know, force you to play defense all 30 seconds and then, God forbid, they get an offensive rebound. They're going to play defense for another, I guess, 20 seconds at that point in time. But a 61-58 Texas State win over Arkansas State. Uh, the Cajuns end up blowing out Monroe, 86-73, a game that was never all that close. Cajuns had a 17-point lead at halftime. Jordan Brown had 21 points to lead uh, the Cajuns didn't think I was going to go through all of them, but I will. Troy beats uh, Georgia State 65-53. 
Troy's now won four straight ball games all in the Sundown after dropping uh, their first game at Southern Miss. They've now beaten Texas State, Old Dominion, Arkansas State, and Georgia State. They will be on the road to App State uh, coming up. The ball game that I was at was the South Alabama James Madison ball game. Didn't realize this. Uh, Craig Stevenson, AL.com, pointed out James Madison was number two in the country, averaging about 86 points a ball game. Second in the entire country, averaging uh, more than 86 uh, points a game. And they did not get that against South Alabama. 63-62, Jaguars had to hang on in a big way, had double-digit lead in the second half and could not hang on uh, until the end. Uh, it was an odd ball game because James Madison's his high-powered offense and got out to like a 6 nothing start and then... South Alabama goes on a 9-2 to run and doesn't look back. The, the only lead, the last lead that James Madison had in the game was 8-6, to and they just couldn't quite uh, get it done. A couple of weird plays that happened more than once. Uh, Kevin Samuel had a not the biggest of all uh, statistic ball games like we've seen him with 16-13. and 13. What did he have tonight? He had 8 points, 9 rebounds. He did have 5 blocks, but he also had 6 turnovers. Uh, he had a massive block on a fast break coming from behind. He had a massive, basically, game-winning block at the end. Uh, but he seemed to affect uh, a lot more inside uh, than just accumulating statistics. The thing was, though, he had some, some killer turnovers. Twice, he grabs an offensive rebound and looking to throw it to somebody on his own team. Unfortunately, he turned it over twice throwing it to James Madison, and they come away not only one time with a layup, but the second time with an and one. And then they get a – they get a uh, they're up by one, they being South Alabama. They get a tipped ball on the first chance with like seven and a half seconds left to go for JMU, and Samuel ends up with a basketball, but he falls down and travels. I guess it would be better than throwing it away. Uh, but then – on the ensuing play, he comes up with the block, and South Alabama uh, improves to – they get the win, 63-62. They improve to 8-9, 2-3 in uh, the Sun Belt. James Madison's all of a sudden lost three ball games in a row. Isaiah Moore had a little bit of a tough night, struggled in the second half, uh, still finishes with 16 points. Turbo Jones, he had 10 points. You had the kid, uh, Jamar Franklin, come off the bench, hit three threes, uh, and he had 11 points. It was really him uh, as a big point in the ballgame. And Judah Brown uh, actually hit a couple of threes as well. So uh, you did have some, uh, some offense where you're not used to getting it with the South Alabama Jaguars, and that's a big win. They welcome in the uh, Cajuns, and they, were, they are going to be a handful on Saturday at 3 p.m. All right, want to thank you very much for tuning in to Locked On uh, Sunbelt. Special thanks again to Tim Beck, the head coach of Coastal Carolina, for hopping on. We will uh, look forward to recapping uh, the weekend's action uh, from basketball. We also did on, uh, have a chance to talk to Jared Clark, the defensive tackle, nose tackle from Coastal Carolina uh, on the radio show. We'll put that on the podcast here on Monday. Want to uh, ask you to have a fantastic weekend. I want to thank you very much for listening and watching. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and this is Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.